0: Three,
1: two, one. Tonight's episode is rightly called Woke Selective Outrage for Good Reason. We're going to talk about Tucker Carlson's recently released unseen footage of what happened at the Capitol on January 6th. There's been tons of chatter about whether this footage is cherry-picked or was the 11-minute montage shown by the Democrats cherry-picked. Is this woke, selective outrage? We're going to talk about it. Actor Brian Cranston says MAGA hats are racist. Is this woke, selective outrage? Also, a viral video has women outrage showing a father saying he shouldn't be responsible for getting women pregnant with seven kids because he didn't want them. Is this woke, selective outrage? And comedians like Bill Maher and Chris Rock are pushing back against woke ideology on the left, but then still advocate and support the Democrat Party. Is this woke, selective outrage? Buckle up, people. I have a group of ladies who are outraged and ready to unpack it all next. (laughs) It's Wednesday, and it's time for Pop and Politics. We are talking about the latest in hot topics, news, and entertainment. I'm KJ, and let me introduce you to my co-hosts. We have Shelly E., Yana, T., and back to co-host with us tonight is financial consultant Shonda Patterson. How are you ladies doing tonight? Doing pretty oh, well. You.
2: Good, good.
1: All right. Uh, As I always say, join the conversation by leaving a comment on Facebook, YouTube or Twitter. We will check the comments periodically throughout the show. And don't just comment. Subscribe, subscribe to our social media. So you always know when we post new content. Also, if you like independent media and want to support what we do, donate any amount is appreciated. You can check us out on our website at www.popandpoliticslive.com for up-to-date information. Again, we are a necessary voice in news and entertainment. All right, so share, share, share this video, send it in a DM, post it on your social media, uh, send it out, and comment throughout the night. We want to see you guys um, enjoy the conversation and join us. All right, ladies, before we get into our um, topics for tonight, get to, um, this month, the month of March, is uh, Women's History Month. And today is actually International Women's Day. So um, there have been all kinds of celebrations of women on social media and across the country. I myself want to celebrate you all. Um, you know, today we celebrate women for their strength, endurance, I mean, selflessness, style, and grace. And look, take a look at Lizzo, how she celebrates. Yeah, and just in case you didn't hear it, she see that too well. She pulled down her pants and she has on some type of thong bathing suit and she plays the flute and then yells, bitch! And she keeps playing a little bit more and then she says, bitch! So, you know, this is kind of like a celebration of women, of women's history. But that doesn't stop there. Uh, Take a look at this celebration of Women's History Month.
3: My (laughs) name is Faye Johnstone. I'm the executive director of Wisdom to Action. We can create a world where everyone is able to live in public space as their honest and authentic selves. See the woman changing how we see the future at Hershey's Canada.
1: So again, celebration of International Women's Day, just in case you didn't have your glasses on and thought the candy bar said he, she, because that's a trans woman. No, it said her, she. And without the Y on the end, her, she, celebration for International Women's Month, but they have the spokesperson has a dick, so you know that's how we celebrate. Yeah, that's what we do, women. No, you don't have to have a womb. Uh, you have a man uh, in in woman face celebrating Women's History Month. Yeah, so yes, um,
4: literally showing her fat ass. That's
1: that. Ooh, ooh, oh yeah, showing literally. her ass literally <laughs> instead of just being known for her talent as. Right, she's an awesome. I mean, she's a wonderful uh, uh, performer. She's very talented. She plays several instruments. She can sing. She can rap. She can write. But she chooses to pull down her pants to show her behind. This is where we are. So happy International Women's Day!
2: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is this is offensive on so many levels, and especially the—I mean, Liz or whatever. Like, she's just stupid, gimmick. and the uh, yeah, and the whole thing with uh, a man celebrating women. It's you know, I t- I teach uh, refugees uh, English in America, and most of them. Are from- I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And most of them are from Afghanistan. Afghan women. And they were really like, they were celebrating today. They were all like saying happy women's day to each other. And there's, they come from a place where they are persecuted. They cannot get education. They cannot, uh, they do not have rights. They can be hurt. They can be killed because of their DNA, of their body. Not because of what they wear not, I mean, yeah but not because they choose to wear something. You know, not because they choose to wear makeup. No, for what they are physically. So for a man to to parade as a woman that's so offensive too. Yeah. It is. I mean,
4: on one side, on one end, America is just great. But on the other end, it's, it's not because we're kind of like the uh, trendsetters for the rest of the world, I feel like. And so here we are showing our asses literally and not embracing like culture, our culture instead of, so for example, women that come from other, I know plenty of women that come from other countries and they get over here, they become Americanized, but they fall for this stuff. And they fall for the, oh, women's rights, women's history, women's everything, but they celebrate the wrong aspects of it. The freedom and the liberalism of it.
1: Well, we'll get right well, that's something I wanted to share just to open up the uh the show tonight, but we have so much to get into, so we'll get right into it. Again, the title of the show is kind of selective outrage. We're starting off tonight with January 6th. Uh so the speaker of the house, Kevin McCarthy, handed over the unreleased footage of the January 6th protest to Tucker Carlson. So Monday and last night, he released his team's review. Take a look at this video.
3: Conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison, far more time than many violent criminals now receive. What did Jacob Chansley do to receive this punishment? To this day, there is dispute over how Chansley got into the Capitol building, but according to our review of the internal surveillance video, it is very clear what happened once he got inside. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tapes show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the inspiration
5: needed to these police officers to allow us in this building.
3: Contrast the reality of what Jacob Chansley did in the Capitol building on January 6th.
1: All right. So again that was Jacob Chansley also known as the Koanon shaman he got 4 years in prison as he said I want to start off with you tonight Shelley you know Kamala Harris and other democrats have equated January 6th to Pearl Harbor to September 11th you know where we've seen 3000 people die uh, and we can see clearly Chansley being helpful helpfully escorted all around the interior of the Capitol by two or more Capitol police officers. So again, for for two years, we've seen nothing but video of angry mobs and chaos pushed by the Democrats and the media. Um, They called it a deadly insurrection. Now you've seen this. What are your thoughts?
5: I think this is what we call, or what I would call outrage overload. This is nothing, again, Kamala Harris and other media and even politicians who have have equated this to 9-11 and Pearl Harbor and other horrible events in in our history, they are outrageous. They lie. They lie. What Tucker Carlson showed, again, his footage showed from the inside, which we haven't had a lot, maybe any of that footage. We've had a lot of the rioting that went on outside leading into uh, the Capitol, but we can get this perspective, none of this would not have had to have happened if our politicians left and right, the McConnell types and the Pelosi types, if they showed the whole footage to the American people from the beginning. We wouldn't have to have this conversation like this. They they lie, or at least they omit a lot of information that the American people should have had from the beginning.
1: All right. I want to move on to you, Yana. You know, U.S. Capitol Police Chief Thomas Manger ripped Fox News host Tucker Carlson uh, on yesterday for spreading, and I quote, offensive and misleading conclusions about January 6th insurrection. Uh, He says the program conveniently cherry picked from the calmer moments of our 41,000 hours of video. He also wrote in, a, uh, in, in to MSNBC News, the commentary fails to provide context about the chaos and violence that happened before or during these less tense moments. What's your response to that? Does he have a, a valid point?:
2: Well, the forty one thousand uh, hours, most of it was not was nothing. It was like empty rooms. So yes, don't give me that—that that there was something else there. No, there was not much going on uh, outside of of what they showed. So they picked something that where you can actually see people walking around. Uh, so that is not factual. And didn't we have enough from from the Democrats? Or I mean, from the media in the past, we have seen the the more I you know you would say more aggressive behavior from the outside. We have seen that. So why can't we see all of it? Uh, w- what was happening on the inside? We have no, many people have said that the police was letting people in. So we just saw the proof of that, so that they were letting people in. They were not pushing them out necessarily. They were even helping them. So we have been saying that some sort of uh, setup. Then one of the things that was not addressed, uh, I guess this person hasn't addressed uh, in his uh, rebuttal, that uh, what about uh, when they cut the the, the footage of senators um, uh, leaving the Capitol, and they only showed the Democrats only showed one senator, Senator Josh Hawley, uh, running running away. There was they said that he was he ran out of the Capitol when in reality all of them were leaving, and he was the last one to leave because they were told to leave the Capitol. So that was an actual lie by the with January 6th committee and uh,
1: really to mis- mislead the public. Right. That's I what we should be Utah. talking about. All right. I, I want to go to UT because people are calling for all the tapes to be released, as uh, Shelly had said earlier. But Officer Sicknick, that's the Capitol Police officer that died Uh, after that day uh, his family released a statement saying every time the pain of that day seems to have ebbed a bit, organizations like Fox rip our wounds wide open again and we are frankly sick of it leave us the hell alone end quote. Do you think all the video needs to be released or should we move on from this?
4: I to be honest, I do think we should move on I think that all of the lies have been told that can be told. Um, we have new video, these new videos now that is telling the story that we've been all telling the whole time. So at some point, we should move on because it wasn't what they're saying it was. The lies are being exposed and revealed. And I think we should move on past this because now the Democrats are having, they're holding this as a carrot over our head. Like, oh, but January 6th happened. But now we're seeing that January 6th was kind of provoked or, or planned. So, yeah, we should move on.
1: All right, Shonda, I want to get your thoughts on this. Do you agree or do you feel that, um, you know, that people really uh, overplayed this January 6th as, uh, as a really uh, bad situation when in reality, uh, after seeing these new tapes, it, it wasn't? Or do you believe or do you agree that it was something that we should uh, – take seriously?
6: Well, I think the media has done what the media does, which is to exaggerate everything. Um, You know, I think sometimes we forget that media outlets are businesses as well. And their goal is to drive ratings, um, to, you know, feed into what's going to continue to get people to look at their stations. And, um, you know, with that, you know, the January 6th incident is just one of those things that they use to play into everything that was going on at the time. You know, the um you know Biden coming into office, Trump leaving, ev- you know, all the stuff that's going on. They're just using it to continue to drive ratings, to continue to push their agenda and continue to do whatever it is that they want to do. You know, so I think that at this point um you know, it's important for people to be able to see exactly what has happened. Unfortunately, the media handpicks it for us, like we are imbeciles or like we are not able to take in all of the information as it's as it's being provided and spoon fed to us. And that's what happens when you spoon feed people information, you know, because you get a little bit here and you get a little bit there and nothing, you never get the full meal, right? And so now we're beginning to see some of The things that people have talked about from the very beginning. So I think this is a big, big play by the media and everyone to really just push their talking points in their own agendas.
1: All right. Uh, And last question. I'll open this up to the group because we had even, you know, Republican Mitch McConnell uh, come out against this. Uh, You know, he called. He said he was on. He agreed with Capitol Police Chief Thomas Manager who denounced Carlson for spreading, and again, offensive and misleading conclusions is what he said about the insurrection. And uh, he basically said he he wants to associate himself with the Capitol Police officer. And he think it was a mistake, what uh, uh, Tucker Carlson uh, putting this out again and bringing it up.
3: These lies.
1: Oh, go ahead. Yep, that was what he said. And that was, uh, of course, we know um, Chuck that was Schumer. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Schumer. Uh, saying that you know they want, they thought that Carlson should be deplatformed. You also had Republican Senator Kevin Kramer from North Dakota, uh, who said he rejected Carlson's portrayal of that day. Um, when you compare it to which we, there were a rowdy people there. We did see that played over and over again and again. So how do we reconcile this? I mean, where do we go from here?
5: Yeah. I think a couple things. One thing um, it's not going to go away because uh, like the left, the Democrats particularly, they want to keep using this to play on the public's emotions. Number one. Number two, we go forward by releasing the tapes, releasing all of them so that the American people can make up their own mind and draw their own conclusions, not what the left wants us to only have in our minds and our heads. So I disagree. I agree with McConnell in that he can choose whatever side he wants to. OK, but the uh, uh, whatever his name, Captain or Corporal Manger, the officer and his team, they haven't given us the truth about Officer Sicknick's, may he rest in peace, his death either. Even the D.C. Uh, medical examiner said that it is not you cannot determine if that event caused his strokes. Right but we do, I think it was something worded um, that the events may have contributed just the stress of the moment, but he was not murdered. It was a lie that he right. was beaten in the head with a fire extinguisher. It was right. a lie that anybody at that rally accosted him or beat him about his head or whatever. That was a lie. That's what we were given initially. So how about McConnell and, and Schumer, all of them, Sit down somewhere and release the tapes. We are American people. We're not dumb. We're not your subjects. We pay your taxes. Release the tapes and give us the information and we can make up our own minds and have a bigger and better picture of what happened on January the 6th. And by no means was it a Pearl Harbor or
1: 9-11 event. Right. Yeah, that was shameful. For them to even uh, compare it to that was shameful. Uh, again, as you mentioned, no, they tried you. To, yeah, it was shameful and it was offensive. Absolutely. So, again, we'll continue to follow this story. And we want you know, I'm in agreement with you all. I believe they should release the tapes um, because, again, I know people want to get past this. But we have two things going on here. One, as you mentioned, Shelly, the Democrats are not going to let us get past this. They're going to continue to push their narrative. So we need to get the truth. And, and that's what we should be really, you know, pursuing, the truth. And the only way to get the truth is to release all of the information so we can make our own determination as to what happened on January 6th. Uh, so, again, we will continue to follow that story. We want I want to move on um, to kind of something along similar lines. Uh, the actor, Brian Cranston, released, um, he was in an interview uh, recently, and he was asked about MAGA hats and take a look at what he said.
7: When I, when I see the, the make America great again, my comment is, do you, do, you, do you accept that that could possibly be construed as a racist remark? And most people, a lot of people go, how could that be racist, make America great again? I, you know, I said, so just ask yourself from, from an African-American experience, when was it ever great in America for the african-american When was it great? So if you're making it great again, it's not including them So it's it's to teach us in the woke world To open up and and accept the possibilities that our privilege has created blind spots for us And maybe I haven't seen what is really happening yet in all my years
1: well, thank you, master, for telling me that I haven't had a good life. Thank you, master. It's never been too good for me, old black in here. Thank you, massa. What What was that? Uh, I want to get your thoughts, Shelly. Uh, do you agree with him? I mean, are you, you, We? he has to tell us that black Americans, that it hasn't been great. Is this what MAGA hats mean? Hotel November, I said I was going to stop
5: cursing. Hotel November, I do not believe or agree with him. Who the heck is he, again, to tell me, you know when it's good for black people? Right right now, it's good for me. It's been good since I've been born. Okay, have, is America flawless? No, it's not. But Brian Cranston, you and your types, your lefty types, you always want to go to this racist trope. Is that all you think about me or black people? That's the only thing that comes to their mind. Um, you know, has it been good for African American or Black people? Who are you to determine my my existence or what's good for me? You don't get to do that, okay? I can tell you, as an American, as a Black American, to poot you. Yeah, I was going to say something else, but I'm going to be ladylike today. To poot you, okay? F you, and your types, I'm sick of these racist tropes. That's all they think of black people, that we are not even elevated or maybe intelligent or have the wherewithal enough to be beyond anything racist that they define for us. So we both just fall in line with what they say, bull freaking crap, okay, Brian Craston, bull crap. You're a good actor, we love
1: Breaking Bad, but you are broke wrong over here. I want to get your thoughts, T, because you, you know, we from we're from the north, you know, north of the mason dixie line. So maybe maybe we are just, you know, don't know what's going on as black people. You a Southern belle, well, talk to us. Make America great again. Is that what you thought? What he said? You agree? So first of all, only slaves
4: are still slaves. So we're not going to speak for all black people, Mister White man, about how we feel. And then secondly, um, when has history ever or society ever had a great record? His, his, society has always had a dismal record. They always say this, like nothing has ever been great. But if we're looking at make America great again, the first thing that I think as a free liberated woman is that, black woman, is that we have this great country that we've slipped because people are crazy now since the pandemic. <laughs> Let's get this back to rolling, where America can be on top again.
1: Yeah, yeah. I want to get your thoughts on this, uh, Shonda. Uh, You know, do you or do you find these hats offensive? And you feel like they that slogan means something more uh, than than what Trump has 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 dealt has said to be said it to be.
6: I just think that people make something out of nothing. And first and foremost, I was just really offended that he wanted to say what a offends Black people. How do you know? Right? How do you know? You you can't tell me what's offensive to me. Um, I I honestly, when I see a mega head, I think of a Trump supporter. Somebody that has to be racist, that needs to be, you know,
1: um, oh, I think we lost just, you for a minute, Shonda. Can you repeat that? that people are going Can you hear me now? We can hear you now, but you're um you're you're going in and out. Oh, there it is. You're back
6: now. I'm sorry. I'm not sure what has happened. Okay,
1: no, thank good. you. I apologize.
6: I was just saying that I, when I think, it's the it's white supremacy. When I think of a mega hat, I just think of it. yeah. Doesn't necessarily have to mean that they're racist. It doesn't necessarily mean it means that you just like if you wear a hat that says Baltimore Ravens. You're a supporter of that particular team. You like that particular thought. I mean, when you wear a Make America Great Again hat, to me, that just means that you are a supporter of some of the things that maybe he says, right? I just can't stand when someone else that doesn't look like me wants to tell me what offends me. Can you tell me how you would know that? When have you ever had to walk in my shoes?
4: Because that one black person that they have as their friend, because they have a black friend, told them
6: oh yeah and they and they know how it
1: is for everyone. and not all
4: black people right like yeah
1: did your thoughts on this Yana, as from from uh, you know an immigrant perspective you know coming in uh international perspective coming into this country when you saw that slogan did that did it mean what you thought it meant we what, what he said what Brian Cranston said? No, not at all. And I did notice it was funny to me that
2: these were two white men talking about African American experience as if they know. I mean, yeah, like what is it and what why putting people as a as a group? Like uh, if you're if if you wanted, every person has a different experience. So by saying that, that's already racist. By saying that everybody has the same experience, um, so no i think the slogan make america great again what it sounds to uh, to someone from other countries uh it may sound the reputation of america around the world so the problem right now and what i see especially right now during biden's administration is that america does not have the same reputation people do not see america as great unfortunately around Mm -hmm. the world right now so that slogan really means um make america be uh respected again uh strong again um moral again i mean i I hope i hope and that's what i see that people from not just in america but around the world can look up
1: towards america for uh inspiration Yeah, it's I mean when you you contrast the the hat and the idea of make America great again to what Obama did when he was in office, do you I remember it clearly where he went around the world on an apology tour apologizing for American greatness. Do you guys remember that? When he was going all over the world and nobody said anything. He was okay to do that. But when Trump comes out with these hats, just talking about we want to be, you know, on top again, America. I mean, he didn't say make white people great again. He didn't say make the suburbs great again. It's America. Are we not all Americans? Right, yeah. right. And this is the
4: mentality. Sorry, this is the mentality that keeps black people oppressed, so to speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's coming from white people, white right. liberals, not white right. people, white liberals. And they're going to be the ones that are, Trying to keep black people dumb and and down. They're yeah. the ones I say that say
5: that exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say, you notice that they almost never have people like us on their panel. Chris uh Chris Wallace looked like a, an idiot sitting there, stone faced, didn't know what to say. He should have interjected and countered him to you know to ask him some follow-up questions, but he let him go on and on to nowhere, to meaningless, to basically it was insulting, if you will, to black people by large. But they never have
1: people like us there because we would blow their Check narrative.
4: Them. Check them, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and again, they do this, the left, and as T mentioned, you know, white liberals, they do this because this keeps black people under their thumb, because then they say, you guys are looked at as the low man on the totem pole, as not American. You need our help. We are the ones that can help you. Government assistance needs to help you. And they keep us on that government tent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, um, great conf- great conversation, ladies. Uh, I want to talk about that and 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 get your thoughts. So uh, thank you. So again, if you are watching tonight, please hit that subscribe button, like this broadcast, share it with your liberal friends. You know, maybe they want to get a different, <laughs> they want to get a different perspective. And 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 if they do disagree, we love to have you on the show. You know, we always have an open door policy. We love to talk. We love to discuss these uh, conversations and topics. It's, it's what we are. What
4: Intellectually, us not emotionally.
1: Right, right, right. Bring
4: and, the facts, please.
1: Yes. yes, indeed. And so again, we are online at uh, on YouTube at Pop and Politics. You can also find us on the web at popandpoliticslive.com. Yes, PopInPoliticsLive.com and, and share, share, share this broadcast. All right, so we're going to change gears a little bit here and talk about this viral video that has made its rounds over the last couple of weeks. Uh, here we have a dad who is, go- is talking about how he does not believe he needs to take responsibility for these children he's had with these women. Take a look.
0: I got seven kids and seven baby mamas now for the past few days i've been going live telling my story speaking my truth and a lot of women having the issue calling me a deadbeat because i tell them i was being irresponsible yet not wearing protection but i always tell uh, these women that i got pregnant that i do not want to be a father to these children and i offer to pay for the abortion majority of the times they'll either take the abortion or they'll take a plan b but only these seven have kept these children but the crazy thing about it is they want me to be responsible for some children i told them i did not want so for some years now some of them been trying to get in contact with me access denied because I, I don't really know why you're trying to get in contact with me i didn't told you i did not want them kids so don't expect me to be responsible financially emotional spiritually mentally or physically with some kids i do not want and i don't give a when nobody think about it you're not going to force children up on me yeah we both made the decision to lay down and have intercourse we both was irresponsible about the decisions we made that night yeah i could have pulled out but i didn't and i didn't care to pull out because I'm not the one that going to have to carry a baby for nine months. It's the woman. In my opinion, women should be more careful on who they sleep with. Because you're going to be like, one of my baby mamas trying to find me so I can financially support a kid I didn't told her or them I did not want. Them. Another thing is, these just jump offs. These are the type of women that I ain't even had to do nothing for. The bad minimum, but they gave me access to their body. And they think I want to be a <clears throat> father to a child for one of them? Wait, I don't even have no type of love for these women. How do they expect me to love these children? Before y'all say, oh, he irresponsible, he'll deadbeat, he don't take accountability. Yeah, I do. I just don't give a fuck. You ain't going to force these children on me when I told you I ain't want them. Yeah, I can offer to pay for abortion, but at what point can I force a woman to go get an abortion? I cannot. A woman say, my body, my choice, but I say, it's my life, my choice. Before y'all try to stitch this shit to be like black men, this, black men, that, I don't give a f-. I really don't.
1: All right. So a lot to unpack. I want to start off with you, Shonda. You know, One, what what percentage of men do you believe, think, and act like him? And then what are your thoughts on what he said? Oh, there's plenty. Oh, there's plenty of men that think exactly
6: like him. And they just don't say anything because they don't want the backlash. Um, And to be honest, I think I could see how someone could have that point of view. I mean, honestly, it is both people's responsibility, you know, to make sure that they are not having sex with people who, you know, they, they don't even know each other is what he's saying. He's saying, you know, I ain't even have to do anything to really get in her pants. And they have to be having unprotected sex because he's talking about pulling out. So that's another issue in and of itself. Right. So then you have that. And then the fact that he's telling them up front, listen, I don't want this baby. You here's some money. You go take care of it. And if the man is saying to you that he does not want the baby, at what point do you think he's going to come around just because the baby is here? I think that that is a lot. Um, I do think he has a responsibility. Yep, they both are trash. I agree. Right. He has a responsibility because he laid down with her, but she knew what it was. He didn't hide it. He didn't say, maybe I'll take care of the baby after you have it. It doesn't sound like he showed up at the baby shower. Doesn't sound like he held her leg at the hospital. It don't sound like he did any of those things. So now to think that he's now going to step up and do something is kind of asinine. He didn't do anything all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't necessarily agree that that is how he's handling things as a man. But just like it's that woman's right to have the baby, even though he disagrees. It's his right to say, well, I don't want to. Okay.
1: Um, I, I want to move on to you, uh, T. Uh, <laughs> you know, if if he doesn't want kids, why doesn't he have a vasectomy? Because he doesn't want to
4: his body, his choice. I mean, these are the things that, I mean, he said a few, you know, he had a few points there. The woman's always saying my body, my choice, but they're not protecting themselves. They're not using wise decisions when they're sleeping with these types of men. I'm sure this wasn't a new thing before they, I mean, you have to have sex in order to get pregnant. I mean, we all know that before they're having, before they get pregnant, they're having sex. And I'm sure this guy is practically an idiot. So he's not, I'm sure he's not saying, oh, let's get married before they have sex. I'm sure he's not. I'm sure this is information that some women can use to discernment and tell that he's not. He's trash. So these are the types of situations where women need to use their body and their choice to make wise decisions. So you can't blame him. You can't blame him or any man that thinks like this.
1: Women. So you feel like he 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 is he doesn't deserve any. He doesn't have any responsibility for these children. He has responsibility. No, no, no.
5: I
4: don't think he has responsibility for the children because he told them up front. But he did lay down with them. But so did she. These are... so. The child this child is, is these are, are women's bodies. We have the control over our bodies who we lay down with.
1: So let me ask you this, though. So, because to me, it's like, let's say you, 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 you want to buy a car. You buy a car and you need someone to co-sign. And so let's just say you you have someone co-signed. And so the person who co-signed doesn't drive the car. They're not in the car. They don't use the car every day generally. They're just co-signing for the vehicle. So to me, it's similar to this situation where a woman is pregnant. So she's driving the car. She holds the car. She holds the baby. But she has a co-signer, this guy. So he has responsibility if she neglects, doesn't go, doesn't um, pay the bill, it goes back to the co-sign. What you do use the same kind of knowledge for a man and a woman, whether you want responsibility or not, once you slept with the woman, once you co-signed, yeah. you I'm are co-sign there, situation. What you, to you, the car, the
4: baby. You directly have, directly have the decision as a woman to sleep with him or not. There's no one that's co-signing, telling you in your ear to lay down with this man. So, I don't understand the relation with that because the, what the baby is the car. You're yeah, not, yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm not gonna invest in a car nor a cosigner if, if I know that that's a bad decision.
1: Well, you wouldn't have the car without the cosigner,
4: right? I don't, I, I don't need a cosigner. I can get, I can get the bus or, a, you know, battery, a bob or something, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need to, to sleep with some man trash like this when. I know that he's trash,
1: Right. We know this, but doesn't so, that, well, that's I want bring you in on this, Yana. I, I want to bring you in on this. You know, do you feel that these men have no blame, no part in this? He's rightfully to say, since he's, he was honest with this woman and said that he doesn't want kids and he's a deadbeat. She slept with him anyway. She got pregnant. He <laughs> has no responsibility.
2: Well, morally he does. Morally. And as a, You know, ethically, he he does have responsibility and uh, he is trash. He is uh, something that uh, women, uh, all all women should be aware of someone like this. And uh, this kind of video should be shown at every sex ed uh, educator, teacher should be showing this to young women. Every social worker should be showing this video over and over to young women because this is common and this is someone is just it's it's so this type of man has existed for centuries and he he exists in every country and of course he he doesn't care he's trash he has no conscience so yeah we can't hold him accountable because he does
6: not have any conscience Mm -hmm. i mean what about holding the woman accountable though yeah, You know, because uh, yeah. it, right. it just, like, behooves me. Like, I mean, I get it. You know, with a woman, it's our body, it's our choice. But a lot of times in the choices that some women are making, they're taking away the man's choice. So he doesn't have any choice as to whether or not, because he already told her. Right. My choice is, I don't want to have this baby. Your I
4: want to lay down with you,
1: though. <laughs> yeah, I want to lay down with you. But don't you I assume you the risk when you lay down with anybody. There's several things you assume. You assume there may be pregnancy. You assume that there may you make it an STD. Uh, Yeah, yeah, all these things. So you know this. I. so this idea
5: of accountability, I've heard you know, you all talk about this. Um, yes, this woman is responsible. Yes, he's a piece of trash and he does have moral, legal and financial responsibility. Now, does that mean it makes it right or is justified? No, it does not. These are called consequences. There's always a possibility. I don't care if a man straps it down 10 times when one little freaking sperm gets out and it's at the right time of the month the woman's gonna get pregnant. Okay. So that's that's always a possibility. I don't care how much sex ed, how much you try to protect it, that's always a possibility. So that child, again, my focus is always going to go to the child. I don't give two rats twits about the adult and whatever screw and orgasm they got during the process. The child is still entitled to a father and a mother. Now he may not can't force him to be there in person, but no. he is he's legally and morally responsible and financially responsible i don't care how much of a trash trashy she may have been now he came around at least seven times okay so yeah, literally these women, these women are these women are at fault don't get me wrong but he this is i think also it's accountability this is also to me a lack of men over time um, upholding their end in, in, in society to be mentors, to be um, groomers. If you, oh my God, let me it take that. Fathers not groomers, to be um, to be disciplinarians, to train and teach other boys and men what men are supposed to be. This is a, a fault of the men as well as the women. It takes two. Again, one plus one in this case equals three. Stop saying, I, I'm tired of us talking about people should not be held accountable, but yet we're supposed to be the conservative ones who talk about accountability. They are both wrong. Are they both trash? Yes, but guess what? There's a baby here. There's seven of them. And I'm sick of taking care of everybody else's children. I'm sick of it. I want to take care of my own. I do take care of my own. I'm sick of it. My tax is going to people, to what we call bastard or illegitimate children for the adults. I'm sick of it. Take care of your own children or strap it up until you get married. These seven women, they need to be lined up and smacked. But so, do, so does this man. He needs to be smacked a few times from different people up and down his face where's will smith when you need him i agree (laughs) accountability (laughs) accountability right
6: but the other but the elephant in the room too is that some women use this as a means to trap a man right Mm -hmm. so you know it could possibly be sometimes when a man makes it known that they don't want a child you -hmm. know that they you know and a lot of times i mean if you want to be honest men may talk about that before intercourse they don't want kids. They don't want to have children. Yes. Hey, they got. I already got seven. You know, yes. I don't want no more. You know, he might have. These are things that he may have alluded to before they even ever lay down together. And now mm-hmm. that it's happening, it's like, oh no! I, you know, like so. I, I definitely think both people need to take accountability. I think women do need to
1: use. Um, it's, you know, oh, it's definitely. a little bit. It, it's a little shaky sometimes. Yeah, I mean, this is what happened when we go when we when we we're out of order when, when this chaos. You know, the right. order of things is and I posted something about this on my social media earlier today. You know, we as a society are having sex without commitment and commitment without marriage because right. everything is out of order. And so when you get out of order like this. This kind of stuff happens. There's no purpose. You know, men are supposed to be fathers. They're supposed to be the leaders of, of the family. And so when women are out here having sex with these men without commitment, um you know, then they lack accountability. And again, I agree with what Moni, many of you said I do think that, I honestly think they're equally at fault. I do too. Look,
5: there used to be a time, we laugh at this or some of us mock it. There used to be a time when it was what? Shotgun weddings, right? And people stayed together because they had children. Whether or not their, their marriage or relationship was, you know, romantic or whatever, but they knew they had a commitment to that child. That child had a right to both parents and they stayed together. Of course, you had a lot of times you had the larger family in the community that supported that. But we don't have that anymore. We don't have that anymore. And I think shotgun weddings are maybe we need to bring them back because, again, I'm tired of taking care of other
1: people's children. Yeah. All right. Well, we will continue to follow this. We, you know, we do this a lot, talk about these types of relationship topics. uh, And and I think it's good to talk about it from a conservative perspective because that's not often uh, given in this liberal, leftist leaning climate. So we will continue to talk about it. I want to move on um, to Chris Rock, not just Chris Rock, but this idea of um, certain celebrities coming out against wokeism. So recently we have seen some celebrities start to push back against this woke ideology. Celebrities on the left, you know, we had from Woody Harrelson pushing back against COVID lockdowns and mandates to Bill Maher pushing back against identity politics on the woke left. And just this last weekend Saturday Chris Rock was here in Baltimore and he had you know came out with his Netflix special yes selective outrage uh, and he talked about a lot of things on the left this woke mentality too um, that is, is ruining society so um, I want to get you guys' thoughts everybody saw this Chris uh, rock uh, special um, what are your thoughts on this did you like it did you not like it? What are your thoughts? I want to start with you, Shelley. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. It was funny.
5: I laughed. I cried. I agreed. I disagreed. It was the whole emotional gamut. Um, I I loved Chris Rock. I think he was, I guess, what you call it, in his in his prime element or in his element. He did a great job, and I think there was much more to his uh, his show his special, than just the comedy.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely. um, We did, you know, being here in Baltimore, there was a lot of pushback from um, the city. Um, Some people felt like he kind of used Baltimore because he had this, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith is originally from Baltimore and he used our location to kind of really stick it to her. I want to talk about what this woman said. Yes. This is uh, Dion Joyner Ween. Uh, she wrote the next morning. She's from Baltimore. She's a uh, CEO and founder of the Audacity Group. She says, the next morning, I was ready to fight. This is about when she after watching that. Yeah, Baltimore. She said, I felt emotionally raw, embarrassed. I couldn't understand where all the self-defensive energy was coming from, and it hit me. Chris Rock's special was very personal. Baltimore was just an innocent bystander. He didn't come to my city to leave people feeling good. He didn't come to my city because he values us as an audience. Chris Rock came to bring the pain and shit in Jada's Pinkett's backyard. Personally, Baltimore doesn't need that kind of energy or distraction. But if his performance brought him the much-needed peace he needs and deserves, then to quote the comedian himself, "Touche." In word, touche. Thoughts on that, uh, uh, T?
4: Not really. I don't have any thoughts on that because it wasn't really, I mean, yeah, it may have been a jab to Jada Pinkett, but Baltimore, is. I mean, it is what it is. It's not that type of situation where we have to get so offensive about everything. To me, Chris Rock, it wasn't funny. He wasn't funny. And he brought up some points that was kind of interesting, but it it was very bland. Like, if anything, I'm offended that he came here with that trash of a show.
1: Oh, all right uh you know shonda did you you know feel the same way did you get a chance to watch it the show? i actually did watch it and i laughed i was cracking up i
6: thought it was actually funny um i thought that he had some you know real real things jabbed in with his actual usual comedy i thought he was hilarious i mean i feel like if he was making a jab at jada pinker smith so what everybody else gets a chance to be petty he she he ain't say nothing all that time willed and smacked them said all this stuff did all this stuff he ain't say nothing well i guess oh if he being petty let him be petty oh well you know like what i mean i i, I don't really i think everybody has they take everybody takes things too personally mm-hmm. you know yes it is what it is. You know, Um, I did think I did find it to be funny. I found some parts, you know, not that I agree with everything about it, but you know, some stuff was just downright funny. When did comedy have to be come so serious all of a sudden, you know, like comedy Mm -hmm. is comedy. They make fun of everything all the time. And it used to be a time where you could actually just laugh because it's funny. Everything wasn't so daggum serious, you know? So,
5: Exactly. I think I he also talking about Jada Pinkett's backyard. Remember um, the mayor, Mayor Brandon Scott was in the audience and he made a, a joke I thought was brilliant as well. Funny to say the least about Cherry Hill and the different places where he wanted to go buy Coke, but he wouldn't go there because you know, they're like the same place, so, and Mayor Scott was right there, and I thought about, you know what, Cherry Hill is one of the Mayor Scott's
1: uh, safe streets, you know, promenade or whatever, and I said, in your face, good. Yeah, what's your thoughts, Yana? Did you think it was funny, or or are you thinking that uh, T doesn't have a good sense of humor?
2: Huh. Uh, no, I agree with T. Yeah. Um, it was okay. It was some, it had some funny parts. I think the Will Smith's uh, skit I think that was the funniest. So that one I enjoyed the most. Um the stuff like in the first like 30 minutes it was eh. yeah. it was like the same kind of jokes, you know, the yeah, same like a ra- very racially like black white kind of thing and like oh, you know, uh, something he said something about um what did he say like uh about republicans or something like that like or white people feel like they're losing the country to black people what like we have said this on the show many times that we feel like we're losing the country and it's we i mean not everyone here is is white obviously so we don't think that we're losing the country like to i are losing the country to wokeism we're losing the country to corruption we're losing the country to so many like just uh, dis- disorganization. And no, he has to bring up this like, oh, this black and white thing. It's like such, so last century. Like, like I feel, Do you
4: think like, that you're the white people that he was speaking about? Sorry? Do you think that you're the white people that he was speaking about? White people um, feel like
2: they he's in the country? No, I mean, I don't know who he was speaking about because I don't, I mean, in I have heard the same uh, rhetoric, we're losing the country, not just from white people. So, mm-hmm. like, for him to say that only white people are saying that—that's like bringing up this whole racial uh, strife that is still happening. And that he can again, get- comedy does not have to. That's a part, that's the part be of what supposed comedy supposed to be. Comedy should be politically no, incorrect. But it's just I'm not just funny. Saying, it just—it was kind of like an old material. That's what it felt right. like. So when when it got to the like more uh, recent stuff that he was talking about, like the the uh, pop culture, you know, and the, the
6: whole Will Smith thing, like, of course he, he, he did a great job on that. But I yeah, mean, like was he okay. supposed to say, he's talking to a black audience for the most part. Well, I mean, you, and you, and he's in Baltimore he's where you have prominently leftists and black people. So he's going to make jokes that resonate with the audience, right? He ain't not going to be in there talking about stuff that, you know, is it is it relevant to them? I mean, yeah, you may you did see some people in the audience who weren't maybe laughing. They were looking a little shifty with their eyes. Maybe they didn't agree with some of the stuff. But I mean, you gotta, you gotta. But that's what comedy's supposed to do. It,
5: good it, good, it good comedy
6: should do that. Well, that's one thing I want to talk
4: about because you know he it's did jokes he been the same jokes joke since nineteen eighty. Yeah, good and, uh, good yeah.
1: comedy <laughs> should make you not just talk, think about that's other not people, good but comedy. Think about no, but one thing he did talk about was this whole idea. Of victim mentality, so mm-hmm. he was poking fun at Meghan Markle, saying, you know, when she talked about how you know, she was, uh, you know, she felt she was a victim of racism, being uh, married to uh, the royal family, and um, I thought that was actually funny. Uh, he talked about that. Uh, he um, and and that's what I wanted to get into because he he did poke fun at this type of woke ideology. Um, similarly, Bill Maher in this interview. Take a look at this interview with Bill Maher.
8: It's this collection of ideas that uh, are not building on liberalism, but very often undoing it. I mean, five years ago, I don't, I, Abraham Lincoln was not a controversial figure among liberals. We liked him. <laughs> now they take his name off schools and tear down his statues. Really? Lincoln isn't good enough for you? Um, you know, five, ten years ago, bedrock liberalism was... We are striving to be a colorblind society where we don't see race. Um, of course, we see it, but it doesn't matter. That's not what woke is. Woke is something very different. It's, it's identity pockets. We see it all the time. It's always the most important thing. I don't think that's liberalism. I mean, I could mention so many issues like that. Um, I remember doing um, that uh, show on HBO, uh, Comic Relief for the Homeless, and... The idea then, again, among liberals, I thought was, you know, for the sake of compassion, can we get these people off the street so they have a roof over their heads? And now it's like, how dare you <laughs> try to move the homeless? This is where they live. It's like, again, you change the definitions and then you say, I'm more conservative. I believe what I've always believed. You change these things and then you yell at me. All right.
1: So, I mean, are we, are we? at the beginning of the end of wokeism? Is this an anti-woke rebellion that we're seeing here? You know, he's not the only one pushing, and again, they're not conservative, but there is a difference between this woke ideology and uh, traditional liberalism. And, you know, it sounds like these liberals are getting sick of this woke ideology. What are your thoughts there? Just from what Chris Rock's his whole a lot of his 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 stand up was about this woke ideology. Well, what
4: well, what is just to clarify what is this wokeism and woke ideology?
1: Well, it's the idea that everything has to do with race, and that you know this intersectionality of feminism, racism, uh, trans and LGBT issues. It's identity politics right? Basically. identity politics and they become one and then they are pretty much going after the white white man or anything that's not person of color poc and th- that we have to see color like he, he also
2: mentioned that as lip like as liberals we were uh taught and we we kind of were raised um not seeing the the differences you know seeing people for who they are and now we have to Like, look at the person, like, like with the other guy that you, the other video we watched where he said the African-American experience. So you look at a black person, for example, and you assume uh, what that person must have experienced
5: based on. Simply because it's black. Mm Right. 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 Whereas, again, traditional or classic what is called classical liberalism, we talk about they really uphold and honor the values that we generally speaking as conservatives uphold truth, justice, you know, morality, things like that beauty. So those are traditional liberal values, which is why I have been trying for years, and I still do it, but to make a distinction between leftism, i.e. wokeism, versus liberalism. Most conservatives can tend to put them under one thing. They're not, particularly when you get down to some really important details. But having said that, I don't know if this is much as a rebellion yet, KJ. I do appreciate that there are, and interestingly enough, the comedians are leading the way against this pushback. Like you mentioned, uh, Bill Maher, Dave Chappelle, uh, Chris Rock to some degree. The comedians are leading the charge to me pushing back against this wokeism leftism because comedy is there for all of us comedy touches on everybody comedy can't be sensitive to one group versus another it's supposed to be a collective format where we all find maybe some piece of experience that we can relate to and laugh about it that's what good comedy is
4: I think that's why the comedians are the first to push back because they're losing their art. They're losing their money. They lose their livelihood because everyone is so of easily offensive or offended from everything that they can't even do real true comedy. And then when they try, it's not funny because they're tiptoeing around these crazy people, but um, it doesn't really stop there. I've noticed even in my personal network that people are starting like people used to hate, The things that I say, but now they're coming around like in public. Like before, it was like in my DMs or to the side. Like Tari, I believe you, I agree with you. But now in public, they'll they'll announce, "Well, I agree with these things that you're saying."
1: I'm like, "Oh, I'm not public enemy number one anymore." Right. (laughs) I mean, when you look at comedians, I mean, it's a tough job. You know, uh, people don't give comedians, you know, their due. I mean, it's a tough job. A lot of them are very smart. You know, it's not just getting up on stage and talking. It's putting in, you know, you have to use a lot of intelligence and, and actually creating these jokes. And it's a tough job. And they, just like Chris Rock talked about in his special, this victim mentality. You know, he made the joke about how now, you know, people, instead of working hard and, and getting promoted on your job, now all you have to do is find something that somebody said that's offensive and get the fire. So nobody wants to work anymore. It's just, you know, who can. Who can outwoke the other person, or who can find somebody that's saying something offensive or triggering that they can get them fired? Mm -hmm.
4: And it's led by these uh, the alphabet people. They're the Mm -hmm. main ones that are going that are going going hard on
5: comedians and, because. yeah and one of the values the liberal classical liberal conservative values that comedians by i think by far uphold is the right to free speech to right. say whatever the hell you want so they are definitely they are epitome of that an epitome of that and they are demonstrating leading the pack that we're going to say what we want to say whoever is offended
1: be damned whatever One thing I want to talk about, bring it back to the Baltimore uh, idea about him doing this in Baltimore is, you know, you did have some Baltimoreans, specifically single moms who said that um, when he was talking about his daughters, it did come off as elitist. Uh, He was making like he, he kept referring to, you know, his black daughters, you know, his daughters are not, you know, typical black girls. Uh, and so some people felt like, you know, OK, so you what is what's wrong with a typical black girl? Um, did you guys catch that at all? Yeah. And I, I was fine with it. <laughs> like
4: yeah. it's not, it is. it is I mean, I wouldn't call it elitism. It's just he said that they're rich. So that's a different lifestyle from poor people. If you're poor, just say it like, you know, if you have children growing up in a certain status, then this is a typical conversation.
5: Right, and, for, and I think what well maybe it wasn't leaders, but he's telling you again. We talk about telling you upfront, right? He's telling you upfront that Lola and Zara ain't gonna be seen with no dagon crack addict in Cherry Hill. So, okay. I mean, Hopefully. I mean, whoever <laughs> is complaining
2: about his his comedy, um, they're playing into what he said that uh, you know people like to be victims. He said it on his show. So they're just playing into it. Mm-hmm. He, he, he can just make another skit about them.
6: Hit dogs always holler. Yeah, they're just upset. They're upset because they can't send their daughters to the same schools and provide the same. I mean, but people are so easily offended. And, you know, that's the other part about being so woke. Right. Everything is so freaking offensive. You know, like when did it not just be, become OK for him to say what's going on in his lifestyle? Like he's talking about what's happening in his life. Yeah, I mean, yeah. his daughters go to the best schools. They do this and they do that. Just like any of us talk about our children. He could talk about his kids. But you're mad yeah. you mad because you don't have your kids. Don't have the same but opportunities yeah. that, that his kids does. Well, they level up. You know, get your camera. Camera. Right. you know, like I just I just don't get it, you know, and, and like he said, everyone has this victim mentality where everything is about status. Everything is about race. Right. The whole Meghan Markle, you know, that always drove me crazy. I always say to, to my husband, like, listen, can't somebody just love not like somebody just because they don't like them? Well, I have to do no, with not, anymore. I not anymore. People, I don't like that look take like it. me. I just, Always take it. Me and they got nothing to do with the fact that they black too. I don't like them. I wouldn't like them if they was another color. color them orange, and I still wouldn't like them, right? You know, and some people, you just don't like them. Could it be that they just don't like her? Maybe she got some things going down. They just don't care for the girl, right? It do not matter what color she is? You know, um, I just, I just, I think that that whole idea of bringing out the fact that people like to play victim, it was absolutely golden. And where some of it was funny, some of it was, in my opinion, speaking against this whole ideology of tribalism. Everybody got to think the same way, feel the same way, do the same things.
4: Specifically yeah. the abortion topic.
6: Yes. I, I love the seen fact
4: seen that, that he called out that, yeah, you know, you have your choice whatever, but you're still
1: killing babies. You're, <laughs> you're right. baby I, I wanted yes, to send them, that oh.
2: was really smart. Like I thought that that part was really smart, but demonic at the same time. So, uh, they, well, he started off demonic because the way it came off. Like I mean, what he said was actually really disturbing. I'm not saying he should have not said it, but just the way that he said it and how the audience reacted. So when he uh, said something like, "Well, woman needs to, uh, should have a choice," and everyone clapped and everyone cheered. And then he said, "Needs to have a choice to kill their babies." And so, to that is what was really telling that the whole uh, the that whole theater basically clapped for killing babies. Yeah, I mean,
1: I I think that that that's was what abortion, abortion is, is. <laughs> right? But I don't know mean, if those people really realize what they're clapping. I, for. What I, I've seen I've seen comedians use this line before with the abortion, you are killing babies, but it worked better. It, it made people. It was funnier and it made people realize, oh my god, I'm killing you know babies. But mm-hmm. in this one, when he did it, he didn't dwell so much on that. And so that's what it, it made it come off as he was okay with killing babies. You know, usually when the comedians talk about it, you come out with, Oh my god, I actually said that, or you know, as a person thinking about yourself doing that, it's like oh my god, I, I actually, it is actually killing babies. That's disgusting. The way he did it, it didn't come off as like he was...
4: He I was, don't agree with that. I don't agree that he... I mean, why would he have to soften that up? Because it is killing babies. I don't know if you're talking about his delivery or the way he said it, but it doesn't matter because it is what it is. Like, yeah, you have the choice to kill babies. Why not just well, say that's, it? You guys that's, are that's saying, you know,
2: demonic because he actually came out saying no, Because he said that he is okay with right. it. That's why it's demonic.
1: Yeah, you so
4: the comedians well, say So that everyone joke.
1: else who's pro-abortion, who's no, pro- no, really pro-choice, when the comedians say that joke. It's obvious that they're joking. Like it's you're being double. You're having double standards here because you're saying, oh, that oh the, the, comedians, that. the comedians, the comedians that. can say whatever
4: they want, but you're saying, oh, but say it in a nicer way. Like no, you're, I mean, you're contradicting that. That. yourself.
5: I'm not saying. No, let me say, I think my, my uh, what I thought about that segment was that number one, you walked away, you didn't know his politics for sure, you weren't sure, which is totally fine for me because too many times, at least in recent times, people are hemmed up because of their politics, artists, whomever, actors, you know, whomever, because they know we know their. Po- I don't need to know your politics if you're acting on the screen, Brian uh, Cranston. I don't, I just want to see your art and your talent. I don't care about your politics those are your personal options that's number one number two he was talking to he was in baltimore of course but who Who has who has abortion hurt, I would say, the most, if you will, mostly black people, the black community. So they had to be left with a thought for their own mind. I don't know if Chris Rock is for or anti-abortion, but I do know the way he left, it could have. And I hope it did. It left a lot of people in that audience thinking, at least from that day forward, they're going to think about the choices that they make or that they may uh, rethink that they wanted for their children to have. See, and I took it I took it the same way. I took it as,
6: you know, first and foremost, he was opening people's eyes to exactly what it is. It's killing babies, right? Mm-hmm. And even though he said it in such a way, he did say he agrees with killing babies. But then he went on to talk about how he agrees to killing them until they get their first report card. Like he made it into <laughs> this whole joking segment. So even though he had very serious topics, he found a way to bring some light, you know, some make it a little bit light. Right. So like Shelly said, you don't really know what his views are. And although he did say kill babies, you know, I don't want no babies. I got a punch card. He turned it into more jokes. Right. And and, and so, you know, I, I think that he deep, he was though. People, <laughs> they were he was getting people to think about What having an abortion really means. And he did so in a way that's not going to get him canceled. I mean, because let's be real, he starts talking about some stuff, being against some stuff, being for some stuff, he's going to get canceled. So he did it in such a way where he was able to say these things without maybe getting a lot of heat from either side. He was able to make both sides of the coin
1: maybe a little bit more. Happy with his
6: delivery of it is what I got from it.
1: Isn't that a failure though for for comedians? I mean, are comedians supposed to make one side mad or or it makes or everybody mad? Isn't that kind of playing the line, toeing the line? yeah no, I so think it's sure it's a lot of emotions you can so go through it. i think a good comedy makes you have a
5: lot of emotions and again like i said earlier it makes it doesn't it doesn't necessarily make you look at the other ultimately it makes you look inward to say what part of this 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 piece do i identify with or at least i can think about it takes it took me through a lot of emotions again i liked it i laughed i was a little nostalgic when he was talking about how he was so fond of will smith i can identify that it's like i felt like i grew up with will smith too so i had a little t- for that part. And then I, you know, laughed. I didn't agree with some of the things about the abortion, but I certainly couldn't laugh at that segment. Ultimately, again, he, he, he did it in a way where you were left thinking, regardless of what side of the issue you were on, and you still don't know his true politics.
4: I think that's the beauty of the art of comedy, because if you look at it, comedy is you're laughing at your pain. You're laughing at the things that we all know but don't want to speak out in public about and when they're finding a way to make it laughable and then there are also intellectual uh aspects of it like you have you have to think you're thinking about oh wow it's not just certain things that are, that are nostalgic but it's like oh well they're bringing out issues and situations that make people think about current topics politics you know those types of things so think, that's the beauty of it
1: do you think um will land
4: who cares? There are only two people.
1: They should
4: sure have. Will, Will laughed at his joke initially before he slapped him. So. Oh, I
2: mean, <laughs> by the way, um, I mean, I don't think that we walked away not knowing his stances. I mean, it was, I think it was pretty obvious what some of his stances were, including the abortion one. Uh, yes. So, I mean, he just said how it is, but it, I mean, he's, he's okay with it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that's why I think I mean that particular.
4: So is particular everyone part, who's pro pro choice. Yeah, I mean,
2: yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, cool. yeah. I guess uh, I mean I can't say that it was it was neutral and um, and it, that particular part was not was not funny
6: and it was not pleasant. But me. do you really think that those are his actual views, or could it just be in the sake of comedy? I mean, I we think a lot know. about old, you know, like older comedians or you think think about um Bernie Mac. He used to talk about slapping his um his nieces and nephews, calling them names, the little mummuggers <laughs> and stuff like that, right? And back then, you know, it wasn't that we I mean, I don't think any of us ever thought that he was going home. And, you know, smacking the kids around and saying these things to the kids. Right? right. It was it was some things he may have thought. Right. And, you know, he wasn't actually acting out on them, but he also wasn't getting canceled for saying them. Exactly. You know, these days You have to. It's almost like even though comedians try their best to be uncensored and, and you know, really not, it's you know, jokes, they're jokes at the end of the day. Right. They 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 may not be their true values and i'm not saying that they're his we or don't not know. I don't. ultimately we Who don't cares? know and i'm fine with that yeah it's a show it's, it's always, entertainment. Know there's
1: always a little truth in every joke that's exactly. the truth yeah it's, it's a little truth. but it's
4: entertainment also we can't forget about that
1: oh yeah 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 that well you said you didn't weren't entertained
4: no <laughs> i said he wasn't funny oh what? what was he up there for then it's the difference between entertaining and funny you can be an entertainer but not be funny you can be a singer but not know how to sing
5: like Beyonce. Yeah, but what? Oh, what, oh, what, no. what did you find entertaining? What, 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 he's, a, he's the, the whole show. The, cool whole, the whole,
1: the whole, act. I mean, there, there. Oh, uh, you were there for the. Were times there times that the, I chuckled. What? You were there for the, the uh, scenery.
4: No, I was there for the entertainment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> OK, Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you so much, ladies. Um, great conversation. Wait a minute. I, we didn't talk about the Will and Jada
5: segment. This is the end of the show. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh. it's nothing
4: to say about it. He said what he said. He's been oh, well, waiting. He
1: said, I mean, if you have some, I mean, I was going to say, you know, definitely. I said that he. How, what do you think Will and Jada was, you know, where they oh, find money? But I mean, I mean, we can talk about that. I mean, he he called her a bitch. I thought that was like, wow. Yeah,
4: was I was crazy. like, oh. Yeah, he was waiting. He was waiting a whole year to get that
1: out. <laughs> he was like, I think he, I think he realized when he said that he was like, Oh, you know, he got, but this was like, this was the live show, so they couldn't edit anything out. But he did call her a bit. Yeah.
5: Now, I thought, now, Yana said she thought that was the funniest part. I didn't, I thought that was the, maybe the least funniest part. I think he, for me, it was funny. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoyed it. But I think he was a little too. Heavy on the Jada because I was thinking, maybe I was thinking too literally. Because I'm like, Will is the one that actually slapped you, right? So, I mean, I get the frustration, I get you know, you want to vent out, and I'm thinking, why don't you focus a little bit more heavily on Will? That, I mean, I thought it was funny, don't get me wrong. I he
4: it always takes jabs at Jada, though. This is nothing
1: new, that's, true. that's point. That's a good point. And she he does. Was that's I mean, that's, everybody thinks she was behind it. Um, the whole thing. And you know, we 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 talked about this in the past. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I mean, I
2: think it, I that it I was smart of him to say that um, Jada hurt Will a lot yes. more than Will hurt um Chris because I mean, I mean, he just I think maybe he just as a man, he 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 feels hurt for what's going on with Will and what Will has been dealing with. And that this, this whole craziness of being interviewed
5: by your wife. Oh, yes. After- yes. oh my god! Yeah. Oh now, now that was priceless. He said, everybody in here has been cheated on, but you ain't yes. never been interviewed on
1: TV by the person who did it. I, don't so know I don't know what, what, what do you think about that? <laughs> and then I think that he had to go harder on her because she's really gotten off scot-free
3: You know about
1: sleeping with her friend her son's friend i mean she's a predator and nobody has even talked in in this day and age of me too and all of this you know these people coming out talking about being taken advantage of and Mm -hmm. here you had he was one her son's friend then number two he was going that he was there for mental health issues and a drug addiction alcohol addiction she took advantage of him in one of his most vulnerable times, and nobody—not in Hollywood, not anywhere—has said anything about it. But wait a minute! I don't want to rehash that entanglement,
5: but what? Where are, Jay, are Jada and Will some kind of therapist anyway? What did he go to them for for therapy? Then
1: you, you see how she comes across? She's supposed to be some shaman. She does come. she well, he there were mentors. I yeah. mean, this yeah. man, So you know there. how.
4: Some people provide, like, a safe haven for people who yeah. are crazy. Like, that was supposed to be like, oh, come over here. We'll take care of you. Yeah. Get down here you and give me some.
1: Oh, yeah,
4: give me some love in here, you know. Yeah. You
1: know. And next thing but- you know, I mean, he's he's. he's you know, they're trying to get him sober, and, and, and she's sleeping with him in the bed.
6: Well, maybe I missed it, but I heard him before he got into Jada he went in on Will. He called, mm-hmm. I mean, and the, and the funny part about it is he, and it was everybody else calling him a, a bitch but him. You know, yeah. like, yo, know, well, this person said after that that you were a B and so did they. And then they agreed and they chimed in and everybody said you a B, you a B. You, a B. you know, yeah. like, yeah. it was it was like, that to me was the funniest, one of the funniest parts because he, he called them, a B without him saying it. It was like, yeah, hey, <laughs> you know, the Osarin. We did yeah. telling it all up. And everybody think that was a yeah. real move, you know. So I I honestly um I do think you know he went in on Jada, but I think he went in even harder on Will. I okay. think maybe everybody's been a little hypersensitive to the Jada, Jada. stuff. He did call her B, but you know, again, <laughs> I, I, yeah, right to their opinion, and maybe he was trying. Rough, over and over and over. He did.
1: Yes, over he did. Years. But I again, mean, right. he he
6: you know, you were living the slap. I don't know. But you know, he definitely said it. But again, all in comedy. Um, you know, people mm-hmm. have and you know, it was him finally saying something about right.
4: I life. think he got more emotional at, at the end, the right. last five minutes. Because I you you felt it in his soul. He was yeah. like he all of the that whole year came out in that last five minutes because <laughs> he was ready.
1: <laughs> yes, it did. Yeah. All right. Well, is that enough for you, Shelly? Or you want to talk some more about it? Or mic drop. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, now we are at the end of the show. Thank you so much for watching, guys. Uh, continue the conversation by checking us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram and subscribe. This is a new channel. Pop and Politics is a new channel, and we want to go viral, and we appreciate your support. If you like what we're doing, not many people are talking like the way we are. We provide a conservative perspective for news and pop culture, so subscribe and share, share, share. All right. Um, again, we are an independent media, and each time you subscribe, it helps make our voice that much stronger. And we are a necessary voice in news and entertainment. Again, check us out on our website at www.popandpoliticslive.com. We look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, count your blessings and live a life of purpose. Good night.